language-loving listeners, and welcome to the season three finale of Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi, the host of this show, and I'm so happy to be here. Podcasting takes a lot, and I'm a one-woman show, so I'm proud for being here at episode 60. And also a little sad to be taking a break because even though it's a lot of work, podcasting is also really fun and rewarding. But most of all, today I'm so excited to do just a little something to highlight you all, the amazing listeners of this show who have been so wonderfully supportive all season and who are doing incredible things in your language lives. This is my favorite episode of the season because over the last couple of weeks, I asked you all to share your language learning wins so we can celebrate them with you here today. And just like seasons past, I have some really amazing listener achievements to shout out today. It's incredible to be able to share on the show the stories that you all have shared with me. So today we are celebrating language learning wins. If you enjoyed today's episode, I definitely encourage you to go back to episodes 20 and 40, the seasons one and two finales, because there are even more wins to celebrate there. So let's jump in. I'm going to start today by sharing a win from Lucy of the Talking Ticket blog, who said she has cracked the pronunciation of German vowels with umlauts, which has made it easier for her to imagine how words are spelled when she hears them. She added that envisioning how words are spelled is the main way she remembers words and deduces the meaning of unknown words when she comes across them. So grasping that pronunciation, which I can definitely verify can be really tricky, is a huge step in Lucy's journey with German. So let's give her a big round of applause. Something I really love about what Lucy shared is that it seems like a basic or simple thing, but it isn't. Those are really difficult sounds to master in both pronouncing and hearing for many learners of the language, and many German learners struggle with this, me included. So not only did Lucy find a way to overcome this hurdle, but she also knew it was worth celebrating. Pronouncing umlaut vowels will make big changes in her learning journey, and I'm so excited about that for her. For anyone who's curious how she did it, I asked, and this is a really good tip for anyone learning new sounds in any language, but she said that she started with the words she knew she could pronounce. So for an o umlau, she knew she could pronounce kuln, and I'm probably butchering it there, but k o umlau l in pronunciation of the city of Cologne, as we call it in English. So anytime she came across a word with an O umlau, she would pronounce Kuln first to get the sound prepared and then apply it to the word in front of her. Really great method that I'm now practicing in my own German, starting with a umlau and truly something worth celebrating. So congratulations, Lucy, on this amazing accomplishment and thank you so much for sharing. Lucy also has a great language and travel blog that I mentioned called The Talking Ticket, so I'll share her info in the show notes and you all can check out her work. She writes some really motivating, insightful, and fun stuff for language learners. 
The next win to celebrate today comes from Cuba. And I'm super excited to share this one because Cuba and I have connected a lot lately through social media language communities. And he also puts out some really great perspectives on language learning as it relates to our whole selves and our mindsets. So he's a really great voice to be heard in the language community. So Cuba shared with me that his biggest win of the year is finally leaving the beginner zone in Turkish. And I'll just go ahead and insert our celebration applause there because we all know how absolutely thrilling that is. Way to go, Cuba. And it gets even better from there because I asked Kuba if he did anything specific to cross over into the intermediate zone with Turkish, and his response was just perfect. He said, not giving up and ignoring his impatience. I've been following Kuba's Turkish journey on Twitter slash X since I began following him, probably earlier this year, and he's not been quiet about this pushing through and not giving up, even at times when he felt frustrated overwhelmed, or like other languages were calling to him. He never gave up. And ignoring his impatience. I'm sure many listeners can relate to that feeling of impatience, just wanting to be out of the beginner zone, wanting to be able to do more with the language. But Kuba shared with me that the hardest lesson for him was accepting that he needed to get the basics done anyway. And for him, the easiest way to do that is through textbook exercises. And I have to say that I really love this because a lot of times textbook exercises feel old school, you know, in the digital era, it can seem like digital methods of learning like videos and apps and podcasts or whatever are the best ways to learn or better or something. Even if we don't consciously think this, textbooks can feel very high school. But if textbook exercises work for you, then go for it. Don't disregard something just because it's old or classic or traditional. Sometimes just getting back to the very basics of what we know is exactly what we need to move forward. And I'm so proud of and excited for Kuba for recognizing this in his own journey and pushing through to Intermediate Turkish. Keep it up. The next win comes from Tierra of Speak in Spades, who was a guest on the show back in episode 56. I'll link that episode in the show notes along with her info again, because Tierra is a really inspirational language learner and teacher, and she brings her passion for games into language learning. It's so cool. So Tierra shared that she completed 80 Spanish lessons this year. 80, you all. Amazing. Tierra, this one is for you. If you don't know what else Tierra is up to, she's also preparing for a Korean language exam, as well as keeping up with several other languages. She teaches English and is working on adding more language journals and card games to her online shop. This is a woman who is in gamba, as we'd say in Italian. She's doing incredible work, capable of so much, spreading her positive energy in every crevice of the language community and also completing 80 lessons in Spanish. This is such a fun win because it reminds me not to forget to celebrate the things we do. Wins come in all shapes and sizes, but I think we often focus on the result of the actions, you know? 
it's easy to only consider celebrating reaching some goal, the peak of a mountain. And Tierra is reminding us to celebrate the climb. Celebrate the time, energy, and effort you're putting into your languages. The actions that are at the heart of our progress are wins. They are achievements, and I love that Tierra has shared this reminder with us. Again, I'm so proud of these 80 lessons, Tierra, and I know you're proud too. Thank you so much for sharing, and congratulations. Now, for this season, I have one more listener win to celebrate here today, and it comes from Melissa, who reached out on Instagram. And it's another one that will resonate with many listeners, I have no doubt. Melissa says, I've recently started learning French, so I've started by learning how to introduce myself, and now I'm working on my pronunciation. Why I think this is a win? Because I used to view French pronunciation as too difficult, but not anymore. Yes! Melissa, we are cheering you on. Way to go! This isn't just another chance to celebrate pronunciation, which is so worth celebrating, but it's also a chance to honor and rejoice in the ability Melissa had to face something difficult, something that had put her off to a language. And again, I'm in the same boat with French. Pronunciation is one of the main reasons I've avoided even getting started in French for decades, to be honest. So I know many listeners are out there curious about a specific language, deep down wanting to dig in and learn, but are intimidated or afraid of the pronunciation or the grammar or the writing system. But you can face that. You can do it. And Melissa jumping into French and its really difficult pronunciation is an incredible motivator for anyone out there avoiding a language that you're actually really curious about. Melissa, sharing with us that you decided to face that hard thing and put yourself out there is so inspiring. I'm proud of you. I know you're proud of yourself. You're doing an amazing job. Now, that was, sadly, the last listener win that was shared with me for this episode. And before I move on to some of my own wins that I want to share today, I'm going to give one more huge applause to Lucy Cuba, Tierra, and Melissa, who shared their wins with us today. And also to you, our other listeners out there. You all have a language learning win to be celebrated, something to be proud of. And even if I don't have your name or your story, I know you're accomplishing a lot. So this one is for you too. Now, I'm going to wrap up this season finale with a couple of my own recent language learning wins. I want to add to the incredible stories already shared today because I want to make sure you all leave this season with a feeling of celebration, reminding yourself to be proud of everything you're doing. The more successes we share with each other, the more successes we realize we have. So I have two language wins, one in each of my main languages. The first one that comes to mind for me in Italian is that I feel comfortable in the language, like increasingly more comfortable all the time. 
I feel comfortable speaking it. I feel comfortable reading in it. I feel comfortable making mistakes and speaking around words I don't know. I feel comfortable studying it. Like, even though I'm actively studying for my B2 exam, I don't feel any of the usual exam study pressure that I used to feel in school. It really just feels like I'm filling in the gaps and soaking it all in. It's such an exciting feeling. And it's just something that I sort of started noticing in the little things. Like, I sent an audio message to a friend in Italy and didn't take even a moment to mentally prepare what I wanted to say. I just jumped right in. I'd forgotten about an italki conversation lesson until moments before it began, and I felt no nerves. I just jumped in without considering canceling or feeling unprepared. Three years ago, Heidi wouldn't believe that she would ever be capable of doing this. Even when studying, the book I'm using to prepare is completely in Italian, which I think is expected for a B2 prep book, but I have no issues following along the grammar explanations and practice texts. Even though I don't know every single word, I get it. It makes sense without me having to translate in my head. And I just sort of noticed one day that I felt more comfortable than overwhelmed with this. So yeah, that's just a really exciting win. Six and a half years after beginning my Italian journey, I can really say I'm at a place where things are clicking into place at a fast pace compared to years past, even compared to one year ago when so much still felt very abstract and out of reach. For German, I think I'd have to say that my biggest win is that I've started to switch to speaking more German with friends with whom I've always spoken English. I found that whatever language a relationship starts in is often the language of the relationship. So it's easier to begin a new friendship with someone new in German than it is to change the language of the friendships already forged in English. But in the last month or two, as I've interacted a bit more with certain locals with whom I've always spoken English, I've just tried staying in German as much as possible and throwing in English only when I need it. This is something that takes a lot of effort and conscious intention, and I'm really proud of myself. And then seeing just how much I really can say is an excellent motivator for wanting to continue going deeper with the language. So this brings me to the end of the celebration portion of the episode. But before I end this season of Love, Joy, and Languages, I want to give some extra thank yous and also chat for a moment about what's going on during my break between seasons. First, thank you again to everyone who reached out to me and shared your wins with our community of language learners who listen in. I love doing this episode every season, and I really hope you all are as inspired as I am to really notice the things you're doing with your languages. Thank you also to everyone who's reached out to me throughout this season and let me know what episodes really resonate with you. I love the feedback and the bonds I'm making with people over languages. That has to be the best thing about creating this show and just putting myself out there. Thank you also to Urmi Hussein from My Ways, Dr. Veronica Benavides from the Language Preservation Project, Chris from Deutsch mit Chris, Tierra Youngblood from Speak in Spades, and Lindsay Williams from Lindsay Does Languages, who were all guests on the show this season. I very much value our chats and appreciate each of you sharing parts of your own language stories with our listeners. 
If you haven't listened to the interview episodes, I highly recommend trying to find time for those in this off-season. And don't forget about episode 47 of this show, which is an accountability study placeholder. So if you need an extra boost for keeping yourself accountable for 10 or 20 minutes of study or particular language time, download episode 47, which is almost exclusively 20 minutes of silence with a 10-minute time hack and motivational intro and outro for you. And of course, the biggest thanks to each and every one of you who join me here by listening to the show. Whether this is your first episode, whether you only listen sometimes or every single week or only a few episodes that you think you'll enjoy most, I appreciate every single one of you. Seeing my listener numbers increase every week gives me the motivation and energy needed to keep going with the show. So, what you can consider during this seasonal interlude. I don't know how long I'll be taking a break, but I definitely won't be back until after the new year, so I can focus on family and studying for that B2 exam that, admittedly, I haven't yet scheduled. But I know you all will keep me accountable to doing that. In the meantime, two things. I'll be leaving info in the show notes for other language learning podcasts that I listen to personally, as well as a few that I've been a guest on, and also my favorites that are in German and Italian. And second, I want to put in a quick plug for the New Year New Language Summit, which is an annual online language summit or conference hosted by Chris Broholm of Actual Fluency. The dates this year are 10 through 14 January 2024, and with a cost-free ticket, you get access to each of the more than 30 sessions for 24 hours after each session. And there are also paid tickets that include lifetime access and other bonuses, including a ticket for access to past year content as well. The theme this year is how to learn languages at the advanced level. But even if you don't feel like you're quite ready for advanced tips and tricks, I highly encourage you to sign up and attend this summit. And I'm saying this as someone who has zero equity in the event. I just really enjoy it and love the connections made there. Last year was an incredible event. The presentations were engaging and interesting, and it's actually where I got the motivation to work toward the B2 Italian exam. And the community of people to network with is truly amazing. I will be presenting this year on the baggage we carry into the advanced levels. So if you want to hear a bit from me in between seasons and connect with me, you'll definitely find me there. Last administrative note is I'm working on getting transcripts of these 60 episodes loaded, and I'm also slowly creating some blog posts related to the episodes based on those transcripts. So I'll link the blog in the show notes as well, and you can find me there and absorb the thoughts I give in a different medium if that's for you. You all, I think it's time to bring season three of Love, Joy, and Languages to a close. I'll be back probably February or March 2024. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Take a moment to rate and review so I can keep reaching more language lovers. If you're on Instagram or Twitter slash X, you can follow me there. I'll leave that info in the show notes. I'll definitely publicize as soon as I decide when to start season four and you won't miss out. Thank you all from the bottom of my heart for being so incredible this season. I wish you a wonderful next few weeks or months. 
Be gentle on your language learning souls during the holidays. Keep learning. Take breaks when you need. Keep seeing your wins. Share them always. Share that joy. Celebrate each other and celebrate yourselves. And until next season, ciao.